and we are starting to record right now. Welcome to episode four, if my math is correct, of the Connect the Dots Gambling Podcast, CTDG Pod, (laughs) if you will. Uh, I'm Andrew, here with my father, Mickey. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Wonderful. Feels like we just did this, huh? Yeah, this is the back-to-back Monday before the Thursday. Yeah, happy Labor Day. Even though you probably won't be hearing this till like Wednesday or Thursday, to right, our to right, our loyal right. loyal dozens, our dozens, yeah. Um, but we are excited because this is it. This we just passed the last weekend without NFL football, so we're here until till February. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, high high expectations for this season, um, both for my fantasy team and just my the team I root for. Uh, high gambling expectations because I think this is the first year we're going to try to go in with a plan, at least me anyways, try to have some discipline and try to have an actual plan. Uh, for you, do you feel like that's been lacking in your approach each season, or do you always kind of have no, a plan I'm, going in? No, I'm pretty consistent. If I can just stay away from, you know, college plays and just focus on the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, I don't go crazy. So It's, it's tempting, not, though. You're just sitting there Saturday like, why don't I have money on these games? <laughs> the, the, it's tough, and I guess it's availability, too. How often do you want to make the trip to that's the other thing. It's going to be a lot different once that gets that switch gets flicked on in Ohio. Yeah, but I could walk down the street to the kiosk and be two blocks away. Is is it just kiosk, or are we going to be able to do like the DraftKings sportbooks live on January first as well? Like, can I just do it from my couch? Yeah, I think you can do it from your couch. I think right. you can do it from your phone. You can do it to kiosk. I think the benefits would be payouts. Those are for iPhones. I found those as well. Some screen protectors. Yeah, for iPhones, not my phone. <laughs> So, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's start with Thursday. Yeah, let's fire through. Thursday night, first game of the NFL season, Buffalo Bills versus your defending reigning Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a home dog, plus two and a half. The over-under set at 53, one of the higher ones on the board. Uh, thoughts? Rams home dog, is that surprising to you? No. Because so. it's the Bills. I think that is the case, right? It's um, Super Bowl hangover, 21 games. You know, I think it's just a love affair with Josh Allen and the Buffalo squad right now. So two and a half seems right. Probably one of the rare instances you'll get the Rams all year when they're a home dog. If you think about it, last year they were only a home dog once and they covered that game. I can't imagine many times on the schedule they'll be getting points. No. So, immediately, I think, you know, I already gravitated. That is a play that I've made already. LA plus two and a half. There you go. Just, I don't think the number's going to move to three. I think if you wanted to wait, you could. If you're still going to go to the Rams, I don't think it'll Mm -hmm. go. I don't think it'll move. No, I don't think so. Right at two and a half. I think you'll get plenty of action there. And we did, Stafford did say he's got no limitations. He had some elbow stuff going on. Like, uh, it was described as an injury that they typically see in baseball pitchers. But apparently it's something he's had for a while. I guess he just played through whatever pain or discomfort he was in last season. So we're expecting Stafford full go. Um, the Rams running back. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. I, I, it's, I think it's a tough spot for the Bills. You know, you have all this offseason hype and you have to go into Los Angeles. So uh, I, think, I think I'm kind of right there with you. I like a team of that caliber getting points at home, even if it is against yeah, it was interesting. Presumptive it, best team in football. I don't think we should do parlays per se, and I would never probably per se. parlay out here. But I have been reconsidering the tease aspect. Of course, you were talking about it, and I was pretty poo-poo about it. But I, I, I did hear somebody on the radio make a good argument. If you took a game and pushed the number over the key number, so there's going to be yeah. two numbers, three, three or seven. seven. So teasing this one up over seven. It. You might be able to get that in a situation where you take L.A., you tease them to eight, and then you're going to do that with another team that you can push it over that seven number. Or even if you found a team that you liked that was on the other side of four. Well, this is exciting. We just found our first teaser team. I'm going to go ahead and put a star next to L.A., and we'll see if the second half of that tease reveals itself. Yeah, I mean, eight's a pretty good number at home. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, where's the downgrade on that team? Where do they regress? Jalen's shoulder, I just – he looks – He'll play, right? I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, as as far as I know, there's not a lot of big names that are in danger of 
missing this game. Um, and I don't think it's a bad loss for Buffalo in this spot if they do lose. Um, and I think it's a good win for the Rams. I just I don't think you could pass up opportunities for good home teams getting points. So no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's definitely a play that that I'm going to have. I have a ticket already on LA plus two and a half. In part one of a teaser. That's exciting. Um, anything on the Bills side of it? Because we talked a lot about the Rams, but I, I think the Bills are good. They're going to be fine. This this game kind of feels coin flippy to me, and in that situation, that's why I'm going with the team with the points. Any thoughts on Buffalo before we move off to the Sunday slate? No, I, I guess you'll just be able to get them in a better spot down the road. I'm right. Not, yeah, I'm not boat racing. The, Week two. Yeah. Right, and yeah. you know, again... In that case, let's move on to the Sunday games, starting off with uh, a game I really don't have feel for, San Francisco at Chicago. The line is San Francisco minus 7, 41.5 is your over-under. If you want to take the Bears' money line, you can get that at 245 on DraftKings. Thoughts here? Well, certainly no money line aspect that makes sense to me. 7, traveling equals 10, low scoring... 21-10. And it, it's just a lot of unknowns, right? Like, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. We don't know what Justin Fields is going to be. We have ideas. I'm a Justin Fields guy. I don't know where you come down on the Justin Fields fence. Yeah, I just... Talent-wise, Chicago... Pretty devoid. There. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you watch San Francisco's defense, it's going to play strong. How many Bears wide receivers and tight ends do you think you can name? Cole Komet. There you go. Yeah. Up and coming. Um, Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Receiver. And that's about it, right? That's where the list taps out. So that's a bad indication. Like, those guys aren't bad players, but they just don't have any, like, elite-level guys anywhere on the offense. So it's going to be pretty scheme-reliant. And Justin Fields, he was... He was not put in this position to succeed. I'm hesitant to say it was his fault. Young guys tend to hold on to the ball, which he did, but the offensive line was bad, and Matt Nagy was just an absolute train wreck. That dude was like horrific level of head coaching. When you have a quarterback like that, put him on the run. Let him use his legs a little bit. It just seemed like they were trying to force a system on him for like a guy like fucking Andy Dalton. They were trying to play with like a statue QB, which just wasn't going wasn't gonna to work with him. Um, that being said... This game is a total stay away from me because I just don't know what the 49ers could be. 49ers could be awesome and they could run it up on them, or Trey Lance could not be as good and ends up being a close game. Yeah. Again, seven seems like the wrong number. We're going to have a lot of road favorites this week. Yeah. Which is odd. So, again, San Francisco, the better football team, absolutely. Right. Um, If your quarterback comes out and completes 56% of his passes – I mean, that changes the scenario. So it may just be field position, who has the best kickers, who has mm-hmm. the best special team. So, again, stay away. If you want to bet the under, I could see some value. I think Robbie Gold under. is still kicking in San Francisco. Remember Robbie? He's awesome. I think you could bet the under here. I don't know that I would. The under feels safe, but it's also a low over-under number. 41.5, that might be the lowest on the board this week. Um, scrolling through real quick. Yeah, that's the lowest over under listed or tied with another game we'll get to so yeah that feels that feels right that feels under i could see both teams struggling to score points but not a game that i have a ton invested in uh any anything else you want to touch on for that one before we breeze past the next one because i don't i don't really have anything for those for those teams yeah i'm just looking at the injury report i don't think anything worth note that i'm aware no. of um yeah, I would stay away from it, but I could certainly see if you're going to bet. Um, you just, wanted to tease that. You could probably tease that down to one and be safe with San Francisco. It's just not there for that, Yeah, that's a good way to go. I, I don't think you would tease the Bears up anymore. I, I don't think that makes much sense. But, yeah, if you wanted to bring San Francisco down to one, if you think they're just going to pretty much win out, right? I, I don't hate that. Um, Baltimore. At the Jets, another seven-point line. The Jets are getting seven, another home dog. Uh, Over-under set at 44-and-a-half. This is one of our things we talked about last week. One of our teams were just betting against, just auto-bet against the Jets. Yeah, so auto-bet against the Jets. So that gives us Baltimore, and I don't feel bad about that, right? I love it. Baltimore, Baltimore laying Baltimore seven. Early before they lose their entire team yeah. to injuries. Yeah. I think that's a good way to go. I'm way into it. And is that 
in New York or is that? It's in New York. Again, another road favorite. The Meadowlands. Three straight road favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to start off the slate, three straight road favorites. And that is going to continue with the next game. Eagles at Lions. Lions getting four points at home over under 49 and a half. Seems like a short number. It does, right? I think that's what we talked about before. That's our hard knocks effect. What's the over and under? 49. 49. Yeah, that feels like an under, right? Because you would think Philly would be favored by more. Detroit covered you a lot think. last year. It could be a course correction. Um, Jalen on the road, that surface should suit them. Mm-hmm. Um, Position-wise, clearly the better team is Philadelphia. I don't think Both Detroit has anyone that can cover any of those Eagles wide receivers. I think it's just to be dudes running free. It's just a matter of Jalen can hit them. And will the number two pick get, get home on Jalen? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably not. They have a really good offensive line. Oh, you don't think he gets one sack in his debut? He'll probably get one. Jalen holds on to the ball a little bit. You know, he'll probably break through. I mean, he's too good to not to, but, like, I don't think it's going to be a thing where they're consistently under fire. The Eagles have a really good offensive line. they got that big rugby player. they got Lane Johnson. Like, it's problems all across the board for this Detroit team. Four feels like such a short number. It feels borderline disrespectful to the Eagles. It does sound kind of baby, though, right? When it feels like four, it's like, here you go. Here, it's a small number. (laughs) Get on the Philly train. Get on now, and then it's going to settle on a field goal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could see that. But it's just short enough to where I don't want to stay away. I, I love this Eagles team this year. Um, I think they're really, 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 really good. Um, that's why I kind of liked Sirianni for Coach of the Year, because I could see them actually winning their division and maybe even finishing the one seed in the NFC. I don't yeah, think that's I'm out of the realm of possibility. You like Philly? Staying away just because you feel like it, the line's too suspect. It feels too easy. feels too easy. Yeah, I like Philly. I'd like Philly in that game. This game I thought was interesting. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans, another home dog, plus eight. I believe that is our largest, largest spread on the board this week. Um, it is 45 and a half is the over under. Texans plus 310 on the money line. Thoughts? I know you're a Davis Mills guy. <laughs> it is on my list. Yeah, right? Houston plus eight. Yeah. And actually the money line. I think they're going to win outright. I just just think the Texans win this game. All right. So it was one of the games we were talking before we went on. So we would have a wager twice the amount on the game plus eight and then a money line bet. Yeah. So $20 plus eight and $10 on the money line, something like that. Sure. Yeah. They are 30 and 15. So, yeah. (sighs) On paper... Talent-wise, obviously, Indianapolis is the better team, but they're going on the road. New quarterback, new system, division game. So the Texans know the Colts pretty well. Reich's still there, so same offense. Gus Bradley's the new defensive coordinator there in Indianapolis. He's kind of a boomer bust type guy. I think there's going to be big plays to be had for the Texans. Yeah. I, I definitely I, think they cover. I think they went out right. I think it's one of those ones where you get the benefit of everybody just assumes the Houston's. Assumes they're trash. Yeah, they're just garbage. So let's eight. It's the biggest number. Biggest number. And we like them to win. How and we like them to win. <laughs> so we're probably pretty far off base there. But yeah, that would be our uh, long shot of the day. If you're going to take a money line, sure. We're recommending that's Houston. the one. Uh, we're going to double down, take Houston plus the point. So we could be yeah. fatally wrong twice. Oh, on yeah. Houston sure. could just devastate us this first week. And then curious to see which way my spike goes, if I swear off the Texans or if I get mad at the Colts for actually like winning and covering. So who knows which way that spike bar will roll. But I'm glad we felt the same way about that game. That was the one I circled as most interesting. As like, man, it feels like the Texans are getting a lot of points, and I kind of think they win at home against Indianapolis. Who are the in Houston? Uh, Brandon Cooks. And some other dudes. Some other dudes. Yeah. Yeah. We got the other dudes that we think can win outright as an eight-point underdog, and we don't know who the other dudes are. I think Nico Collins is the number two wide receiver currently. Yeah, I don't see any receivers on the uh, injury report. None list. I thought you were going to say the depth chart. They just don't have any list. Yeah, they don't on have depth chart. yeah, Nico Collins is the number two wide receiver. Chris Moore is a slot wide receiver. They have a rookie running back that got to rest the last two preseason games. Yeah, he locked up the loves. job super early on. Yeah, everybody loves him. Yeah, and like if you we, we talked about Davis Mills, we're, we're both Mills guys. You kind of brought me around on Mills. Like his numbers the last 
five, six weeks of the season, he was like the best rookie quarterback. If you just look at how the season progressed towards the end there. He's not a bad quarterback. Get us there. Our first home favorite Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals minus six and a half over under set at 44. Uh, you hate Pittsburgh. So I feel like you got to love this Bengals line. I actually, you know, when I was looking at the numbers, I wanted to find the plus. Oh, okay. So I actually did. I think that's probably over-indexing a little too much on two things. The halo with Cincinnati and then Mm -hmm. the departure of Ben. So I think that number, and they play each other well. Sure. Um, So, yeah, I like the points there. Actually, like Pittsburgh. Really? I don't know if it's a win. Be liking the cover. The average margin of victory is typically four. Sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Whether it's correct or not, it sounds right. No, it's it's probably that's yeah, maybe correct. That is interesting because I initially saw this and I think the Bengals are a lot better than folks are giving them credit for for a team that made it all the way to the Super Bowl. But I think there is a part of of that. It's a, like a, it's a lot of football games. It's tough. Yeah, well, until we can see what their offensive line looks like, this unit versus it can't be worse. It can't be allegedly. It, it just can't it be cannot worse. based on the players they've added. An appendectomy is not going to affect QB play. No, arguably, I don't think there's any issue there. Didn't need that appendix anyways. If anything, it was holding him back. He's lighter, more sleek, <laughs> more streamlined, more stealthy. Joe Burrow, the, the trim down minus the appendix, Joe Burrow. And I'll throw for five thousand five hundred yards. So a little, little dissension there. Yeah, I, I like the Bengals laying the six and a half. If yeah, that yeah, number was, yeah. if that number was seven and a half, I might lean the other way. Yeah, and again, you know, I'm not putting money on it. I just see it as too many points. Got it. I could, I could vibe with that. Uh, this is our other game with the low over under total. It is the Cleveland Browns at Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield revenge game. Carolina is favored minus two and a half. Over under set at 41 and a half. Um, I'm a sucker for revenge games. I like the Panthers here, but it's not a game I feel super strongly about. I do think it will be low scoring. Uh, what are your thoughts on Panthers Browns? Yeah, same thing, right? If if Vegas sees it as a clear cut favorite, or let's assume home field advantage doesn't exist in the NFL. So that's sure. truly which a in number. Ca- which in Carolina, I'd be stunned if there was any type of home field advantage. Yeah, so two and a half makes sense to me. I think they're saying we honestly believe Carolina is the better football team. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I, without Deshaun Watson, I think it's Carolina's better. Um, they have some fun wide receivers. DJ Moore's always really, really good. Um, Robbie Anderson had a had a nice little preseason. See how much he actually sees the field, how much he does. And Baker looks looks healthy. He looked healthy in the preseason. He looked okay, you know. And I think that's going to be a big upgrade from them coming from Sam Darnold, who's just like horrible to Baker Mayfield who's had some good moments like right. Baker, Baker's rookie season was great you know he's been up and down and I think a large part of that was due to injury and weird coaching stuff that was going on in Cleveland yeah I, I, the line again the two and a half seems seems like Vegas is like hey we, we honestly do feel like this is going to be a struggle for the first 11 games for the Browns mm-hmm. now that being said I think they'll have some opportunities defensively against Carolina I think you can bat some balls down Sure. Make some plays. There's not a ton of world beaters on the but offensive line. If Christian McCaffrey's even 85% of what he was when he was healthy, mm-hmm. I think that negates so many things. I think that opens up so much for Baker, and I think it could be. I think it could be a long day for the Browns if they fall behind. This could be like a 10 catch Christian McCaffrey type game. If if he's you know the player is, I could see a ton of checkdowns getting the ball out quick. If the Browns are behind. I think they're done. I don't think they come back. That's the thing. I think if Carolina gets up early, it's kind of over. Like, can the Browns overcome a 10-point deficit? So, to Amari Cooper, is that what we're putting our, you know, is, yeah, yeah. so I'm with Carolina here. Amari Cooper is, like, the worst, best receiver in football because he's he's good, but he's just wildly inconsistent, man. I'm so excited for Browns fans to get to experience the Amari Cooper roller coaster. It's going to be absolutely miserable for him because there's going to be some high highs and there's going to be some low lows. Jacoby Brissett is not the guy to bring out those high highs, uh, I don't think. Um, I think it's pretty clearly the worst quarterback Amari's ever played with. And he is like a down south Texas type guy 
he didn't like the Bay Area. That was one of the things when he was at Oakland. He just didn't really want to be there. He missed home. He's a, he's a Southern guy. So I think he's going to hate Cleveland, first of all. Um, and it's just a rough football situation. Cleveland wants to run the ball. That's how their offense is set up. So if they get behind, I think it's over. I don't think they have the horses to come back. So we both like Carolina. Not I Washington. like Carolina. Yeah, I like Carolina there. Next game is another one of our um, six teams we're keeping an eye on. Saints at Falcons. Falcons getting five and a half points at home over under 42 and a half. Love that line for the Saints. But that feels a little fishy. It feels like it should be more, right? Yeah, pretty high on the Saints, honestly. Yeah. You know, from what little bit, you know, looking for chemistry with Jameis, wanted to see how he planted his leg, you know. Those types of things. So I sat down and watched a little bit of his most recent football. You watched the tape? You put on the film? I put on the film. You put on the <laughs> I put on the film. I pulled it up. I closed the blinds so nobody could see that I was checking out Jameson's light work. Um, but I think you get a good football team there. I, th- I, I think like you do, too. I think they've got advantages across the board. Quarterback. Running back, wide receivers, uh, coaching, defense. Where does Atlanta have an advantage? Marcus is it? Marcus is at the upgrade. None. Oh, same draft class guys too, right? Marcus and Jameis. I think they went one too. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I hope Marcus really has. I do love Marcus. Yeah, I like seeing quarterback a team for three or four years and see what he can really do. Yeah, Uh, it'll be interesting. He has a good tight end. Some young whiteouts, some available, some not. Drake London, running around. Right. Um, but here, you know, we're going to stick to our bet with, yeah. which is going to be... Uh, and it's the first instance of lanes. going through that exercise last week. This is the first instance of seeing it on paper like, oh, yeah, I love the Saints, that number, minus five yeah, and a half. Yeah, like, if those are the only six we can bet, we've already been happy with a couple yeah, of those that came out. Like, okay, that makes sense. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. Yep. So far, I haven't identified our second teaser team yet. We'll see if that comes. Uh, next, Patriots-Dolphins. Another division game. Shout out to the NFL for scheduling. There's some fun division games. A lot of fun matchups week one. This is going to be an exciting week. Patriots uh, on the road in Miami. Dolphins are favored. Minus three. Over-under set at 46 and a half. I hate the Patriots. I think the Dolphins blow the doors off of them. I drew the line through it as well. Um, you know, we were kind of, we worked our way into a little, like, Miami fan club over here. A little accidentally. bit. A little bit. So, you know, we're going to get on the Tua train. Tua non. That's what they call it on Twitter. Oh, Tua non. Tua non. So anytime someone badmouths Tua, a bunch of, like, dolphin Twitter avies come at him. Tua non's coming for you. Well, we're on the camp. We're, we're going <laughs> with Tua there. So, yeah, I, we're both on the same side again. You know, we like Miami to win the division, which, you know, you have to do that over Buffalo. Yeah. You have to beat New England. You got to beat New England. Twice. Twice. And you should beat New England twice. They looked like this is the most concerning team from the preseason. And Bill Belichick gets a ton of credit, rightfully so. He could drop the rings on the table, you know, lay his big hog across the table and like, look at my resume here. So like he he gets that. But I don't know what the fuck he's doing with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running your offense. That feels like a train wreck. They're both defensive guys, and when they got to be head coaches, their offenses were horrible. Mac Jones has looked confused and just bad. They don't have a ton of weapons at wide receiver. Like, I don't see how New England scores points, and I don't know how they keep up with the speed of the Dolphins. Like, they're going to run circles around them. Let's hope so. Yeah. Load up on Miami. Yeah. That, that's like one of my at, – at the end, I, I think I'm going to go through like my five favorite plays, and I think that Dolphins play is like number one with a bullet. Dolphins minus three. I love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, your beloved commanders are next. Jacksonville versus Washington. Washington, a favorite at home, minus three, over under 44. Um, what are your feelings? I think you already said you bet Washington already. Uh, I didn't bet the Commanders. I bet them to win the division, and then I bet them co-winners with the Eagles. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think this is a winnable game. You know, obviously, I am concerned, as always. We don't put a lot of emphasis on our linebacker play, and that, you know, it's a really weak position for us. I think that it kind of, in some ways... Kind of plays into what Doug Pedersen wants to do, Peterson. Yeah, so it, it's a little tricky. I think you're going to get the upside. I think, however, conversely, you know, 
Commander Carson could have a big day. The cornerbacks for the Jags are horrible, um, and they didn't get any better. So if if Scary Terry can get ten to twelve targets, which he should, you know, he should he, have ten he, to twelve targets every year. He was averaging less than eight. That's you know, criminal. That, that, that's that's got to be an part analysis. of that Heineke. Like, yeah, sure. So if we could get that going, uh, I would have felt better with the running back number eight being available, but. You know, with the gunshots, he's not ready to go. No, no, not yet. Um, so we're going to get a big dose of, of Ron Rivera offense, which is ball control. We're not going to have a lot of penalties. Time of possession, we'll try to win. A lot of dinks and dunks, and we'll just ask Carson not to turn the ball over. So That's not – Throw so, 280, get a W, and get out of there, right? That's not who – Carson's not a dink or dunk type guy. He's a risk it, risk it for the biscuit type of guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shift a little bit and try to put up some points, like take more of those downfield shots, like you're talking about with McLaurin. Like this is this is it if you want to try to open up the playbook and get those two to build some rapport. Like take a bunch of shots against this yeah, week secondary. And see if JD McKissick's ready to roll, and you have Antonio. It's going to depend how well they run the ball. I did see a stat where they had the best run blocking in the NFL last year that wasn't mm-hmm. taken advantage of, which oh, meant wow. that Antonio left so much on the table. Is that why you were so high on Yeah, on Robinson. Ryan Robinson. So, yeah. you know, it, it was one of those things. Your offensive line, I mean, if you're grading out top in the NFL at one category and that's it, you should be able to win football games. That would be a cat disaster. <laughs> one cat. He was lining up a jump so long and he didn't anticipate the surface <laughs> sliding right out from underneath. not him. available. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, again, I wouldn't bet it. I like the over. I think that's where I landed on this game. I don't have a sense that who's going to win. 44. I don't know what the key numbers are for overs. I know 51 is a key number, and I don't know why. So we're going to have to do some research on Oh, like numbers. 51, like it's probably going to go under? Or when you I, see it at 51, it's probably going to go Oh, you don't know. know. Oh, okay. I, you just heard the number 51. I don't know. So if there's key numbers, you know, 3, 7, It just feels like 10. two not great defenses against some potentially fun offenses. So to me, that says, that says points. So that's the first over that stood out to me. Plus, I think it's on the lower side at 44 because it's not above that. Your mythical 51, which again, not sure what it means, but it's out there. Um, yeah, I like the over. I, I could see this being, you know, 28, 32, something like that. I, I don't feel confident picking it one way or another. I don't know who's going to win the game, but I do like the over. I think there's going to be points. Who's a starting running back for Jacksonville? They have Brian Robertson, Brian Robinson, or uh, no, that's your guy, James Robinson, um, criminally underrated. And they have Travis Etienne coming back as kind of like their third down pass Etienne. catching back. I uh, was teammates with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. This will be his first, second season, first one playing. He missed all last year with a with a knee injury. And by all accounts, he looks looks healthy. What are you doing? I'm trying <laughs> just, to get some fan action. Just making noise. Trying to the cats. <laughs> um, and that is it for the 1 o'clock games. Uh, let's pause briefly, and then we'll come back, and we'll do the 4 o'clock so you can turn the fan on. <laughs> and I've started the recorder. From our mythical, mythical break that again uh, doesn't feel. Da, 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 da. We got to be careful. Yeah, that might be like copyright trademark copyright sound. Having this an upbeat. I, I was watching a uh, pro- professional wrestling like pay per view last night, and they uh, someone came out to sympathy for the devil, and I was just thinking like how absurd it has to be to like license a Rolling Stones song. Um, and someone did the research on the internet, and they said they've seen it as high as like $500,000 for a Rolling Stone song. That's crazy. It seems absurd, just for like, you know, two minutes to play Sympathy for the Devil. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we're back going through the week one slate. We've already ran through all the one o'clock games. We're going to run through the four o'clock games, do Sunday night and Monday night, and then put a bow on it with uh, recapping our best bets for week one. Um, first four o'clock game, we're looking at the New York Giants versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored minus five and a half over under 43 and a half. I don't like anything about this game. And it's a home favor for a change? Yeah, another home favor. We've been on so a home favor run. Giants on the road. Mm-hmm. New coach. New coach. Brian Dayball. Same crappy quarterback. Same crappy quarterback. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Same crappy wide receiving core? Mm, yes. Yep. <laughs> not not much different. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Tannehill. That's Tannehill. yeah. I I guess the Titans are going to win. I don't know if they're going to win by more than more than six points. But like, I don't know. I just I just don't like anything about the game. Well, you'd have to research what Giants' rush defense was last year. I guess would be the be you know the key indicator. Mm-hmm. And if you're a big fan of Derrick Henry and. And Tennessee lost uh, Harold Landry right before the season. Their star star pass rusher, Rose likes Derrick Henry. Rose wants to make sure she gets yeah. it on the Derrick Henry. She, she I also Derek like Derrick Henry. I'm a big fan of Derrick Henry. Big fan. Big That's, fan. That's awesome. He's a massive human being. Yes. He has big big mitts. Um, I I just don't I don't like I don't like either one of these teams. It feels like bad team, bad team. Like I don't feel good betting on Daniel Jones. I don't feel good betting on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and we. We're just not going to. Just not going to. Just not going to. We don't have to. We're not to. Yeah, just cross them off and be done with it. Moving on. Kansas City at Arizona. Cardinals, home dog, plus four and a half. Over under set at 53 and a half. I believe that's our largest on the board. Yeah, so probably over. You would assume. Again, over 53 and a half makes a lot of sense. Uh, We did say that we were going to bet against Arizona. Hate Arizona. So... Love you this line Patrick for Kansas City. Mahomes. I get Pat Mahomes. Just by our, our high goal of six. Laying less than a touchdown? Less than a touchdown. Come on. In it's in a dome? Too easy. Too easy. It feels like stealing money. So we're going to go heavy on Kansas City. Love Kansas City. Just because we hate Arizona. Absolutely. So far, the strategy is working, but it all could, like, we won't really know until after week one. So we we're, like, 0-6 on yeah, all of them. At the end of the year, the, the goal would be, you know, <laughs> we'll have these six teams, we'll overlay against the spread wins and see if the percentage was over 60%. But spiritually, it feels good. Like, I, like I right. haven't it's felt like It's like you're getting bad. something. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, if this is the rule that I have to stick to, I'm not, I'm not upset with it. I'm not upset with it. So far, it's working out. Uh, Raiders, Chargers in L.A. The line is minus three and a half. The Chargers are favored. 52 and a half, another massive over-under line. So it moved on the good side of three and a half. Mm-hmm. So I think waiting made sense. I think I got it at three because I did take Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. I might... Now I might have to shop the line if it's three and a half. I might have to take an extra half point. Yeah, it it could very well. AFC West probably a lot of three point games this year. Raiders always play a ton of close games. Uh, Chargers too. They play a lot of close games. Um, This the I think the over under makes sense. I like the over there. And again, Las Vegas is one of our teams getting points in LA, which is there's not a home field advantage for the Chargers, especially against the Raiders. It's going to be 50 50, maybe even 60 40 Raiders fans. Game at four o'clock on the right side of the. Shocked it's not a primetime game, really. I'm surprised it wasn't the Sunday night or Monday night game. Yeah, I don't understand why. Well, when we get there, maybe we'll understand why. Yeah. Yeah, the Cowboys are involved and the Broncos are involved um, for the what two primetime games. What was the money for Las Vegas? Plus 155. 155. I like that. And who's your kicker? Daniel Carlson, D.C. He's out. He's pretty handy. He's great. Love him. All right, well, feel good about taking the points there. Getting on yeah. board. We yeah. love them for uh, wins anyway. So a lot of these we're going to be doubling down, and I don't know if it's just because we already made some futures plays or mm-hmm. I have or we're tending to think. You don't want to be working against your futures. Right. Or you could look at it as hedging against your Doubling futures. Doubling down on our futures. Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. We have to be careful of our own halo. Like, right. oh, we said this was going to be like uh, – Fuck Buffalo. Right. Let's take the Rams. Don't want to confuse the week to week with like rooting right. for what your futures are. I, I did say take Pittsburgh, and you know I like the under, so that you was did. more of a point. You did. Fair. Uh, another divisional game Packers at Vikings. Vikings, a home dog, minus, or I'm sorry, plus one and a half over under of 48. How do you feel about the Vikes getting points? Uh, originally, I had Miami on my list. And then we did the other podcast, and I had to scratch them off simply because even when they went back further, mm-hmm. the win rate against the spread for Green Bay over the last three years was well over 62 63%. So I did scratch the Vikings off. I was looking for a home dog that kind of felt like a home dog scenario. Mm-hmm. And I think you would get that with this game because I think Minnesota feels – like energized because they got rid of the stick in the mud to stick up the ass coach. Yeah. I feel like it could 
like they can exhale and it could be a good time to be a Vikings fan and it may well be a good time to be a Vikings fan but when you when you push away from all of it and you move your emotions out of the Aaron Rodgers situation he covers an awful lot he sure does and if he's only laying a point and a half against the division yeah, a division we're team gonna have to, if we're going to bet Green Bay we're going to be giving a lot more points than one and a half yeah down the road yeah yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to be laying a ton more so, so and Green Bay is one of our teams let's get on board with them let's another, another the solid one is, is Robert Tanyan is that Big Bob is that the tight end is Big Bob Tanyan yeah I think so and really you get a really 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 good defense great defense Two strong backs. Good corners as well. Really good running backs. Great running backs, which is probably going to be the focal point of their offense. Good young coach. Good young coach. Yeah. He, he wins 13 games every year. They just don't have Devontae Adams anymore. And like we'll that. see how different. I love it, personally. <laughs> but we'll see how defense, how differently the offense looks um, without him in it. You know, not because his target share was so high. You know, he was getting the ball constantly. So they are going to be able to spread it around a bit more. It'd be interesting to see um, if Rodgers trusts some of these guys. I think Alan Lazard might be a good, like, daily fantasy play to stick him in your lineup. Yeah, you'll be able to get some value again. But. You might see the identity of this team become super run heavy, run defense, or, or just more action. back oriented. Also, catching the ball out of the backfield, yeah, not just again, run, yeah. I think it's going to be effective. They have a good football team. What a luxury that would be if your primary attack could be running the ball, but when you have to throw, you've got Aaron Rodgers pulling yeah, the trigger. It won't suck, right? No, you, you do that another five or six years. So yeah, Packers only laying a point and a half. Love it. I'll take it. Our primetime games Sunday night: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are a home dog plus one and a half over under set at 50. What are you thinking there? Last team with the ball. Last team with the ball. This kind of feels like my other teaser team. And we talked about it a little bit. We were trying to figure out our buckets. I don't necessarily love Tampa Bay only laying a point and a half, but if I could tease that the other direction and get them over three, if I can get Tampa Bay plus three and a half, plus four and a half. I was going to lead you down the other path, Ooh, to, to okay. be honest with you, because sure. I know you're going to want one tease. So I I'm going to want one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, my logic would be either grab the Vegas and push it to nine. Okay. Or Give myself some breathing room there. Green Bay and squeeze it. So you get yourself some some wiggle room on the other side of Green Bay. You know, if, if Minnesota were to win, I think it would be a field goal. I think it would be a close, close game. Mm-hmm. So you could take Green Bay and get a plus five. I don't or know. Or you yeah. can get the Raiders plus nine. I don't hate the Raiders plus nine. That might be a better second half for the parlay with the with the Rams. Um, but okay, so if we're not putting Tampa Bay or Dallas into a teaser. Uh, what do you think about this game just on its face? He said last team with the ball, which yeah, probably again, I was looking trust Tampa if, Bay if, a if bit more. Line that up and say what home f- dogs covered. You know, Dallas makes sense to me. Even with Dallas being the public team that they are, I think prime time week one at home. Enough juice. Enough juice. Yeah. And, Don't know yeah, what's going on with Tom Brady. Yeah, tight end situation for Tampa Bay. Cam Brate. That's about it. Yeah. And the other kid they let go, so he's gone. OJ um, Howard. Yeah. And, and obviously, Gronk's nowhere to be found. He's on a party boat. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to actually bet it, but I had Dallas marked. I don't have a good inkling either way. My initial thought is to stay away, but remembering it's the Sunday night game, probably have probably have something. Maybe fifty, maybe well, over fifty. Where it kind of sucks for me because I do kind of peter out. If I had the opportunity to bet while at home, I would track all the one o'clock games. I would know mm-hmm. how many favorites, how many uh, right home dogs covered, how many road favorites covered. I would have that kind of information. Then I would make the play at the good. end of the evening based right. on that. If I saw ten favorites come through or X amount of road favorites did or didn't cover that would lead me a certain way so for me to bet it just so I have something to do on Sunday night I don't know that I will I've made my plays just mm-hmm. because I was already nervous that I wouldn't get to Pennsylvania before Thursday sure which is an odd way to go about betting right you know based on your availability to drive 30 minutes but it's what I did so we're gonna have to wait and see how um 
the Thursday game plays out, but right now I don't have any play on that, but I did mark Dallas as, as something I thought made sense. Two kind of like public teams. You know, you have Tom Brady and then you have the Cowboys on the other side. Um, I, I guess I kind of like the over, but I don't have a strong inkling uh, on anything on this game, really. So I, I wouldn't get mad at you betting one way or another there. Um, and our last game, Monday night. I, I get why this was one of the primetime games, but I still think that Chargers-Raiders game should add one of these primetime slots. You have the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, returning to Seattle, getting it out of the way quick. And he is coming in a six-and-a-half-point favorite over under 43. You know, situations like this, people that bet on Seattle at home on a Monday night, and if you knew they were a dog, it'd be a no-brainer. Even with right. a poor team, you could always feel confident betting Seattle at home in a prime time situation. They just always kind of felt like rust. They that energy always rose. So that's now, the part of it. Yeah. yeah. Now it flips. Like yeah, I think they're going to need all of that. We've already said we're going to bet against Seattle, so we're gonna we're gonna take, take the Broncos. Denver. Yeah. I mean, I don't even probably in the six and a half. Um, I just don't see how Seattle stays competitive in this game, especially if the Broncos get up early, that's going to kill that crowd. Whatever home field advantage they had would be gone instantaneously, and I don't know how they get back in it because it's their guy on the other side doing it to them. Yeah, and you know, I am old school. I typically blindly bet Monday night home dog regardless. Sure. Typically, always without exception. This is going to be the exception because we already designated – Seattle is our bet against mm-hmm. uh, Jets, Seattle, Arizona. So, yeah, we'll get on the uh, the Russ and lay the six and a half and just hope for just, you know, there's no way Seattle scores more than 21 points offensively. I think I count 11 home dogs week one. That just means that there's no such thing as home field advantage in the NFL. It certainly seems that way. Yeah, and I think college, it matters. I think in the NFL, it matters less. That's fair. There are very few places where I think it actually matters. Kansas City, I think it matters at Arrowhead a little bit. Uh, I think New Orleans, it still matters. The Superdome gets so, so, so loud. Uh, but, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. A lot of lines um, indicating that home field isn't as important as maybe it once was. Uh, yeah, Monday night, love the Broncos. Another one of our teams bet against. So uh, our, our whole our whole list, our, our six teams, they're all bets I feel good. I feel good making. Um, and as far as I, w- I was trying to keep track of some of the things I was saying, I've got three outside of our, our six bet with bet against um, that I really liked. I liked Miami minus three, Kansas City minus four and a half, and the Jacksonville Washington game over 44. Those I think are my three favorite of what we went through. We're not going to, are we going to pick five that we're going to, or only publicize what we actually physically bet on? I don't know. We can, we can pick five because I, I know I'm going to bet on those three and uh, at least a handful of the other six we have. All right. So mix picks. Mix picks. Las Vegas plus mm-hmm. the points. Green Bay laying the short point. Baltimore lane seven. We're taking the Thursday night champs. L.A. Rams plus two and a half. And I think I'm going to get on the two a train. I actually even hit the Dolphins and Kansas City, so I'll end up with six plays. I think sizzling I'm, six. The sizzling six. I think since we talked it through, I'm going to put the Raiders. I'm going to go that route in the other half of that tease. Let's say a six-point tease that would take the Rams up to eight and a half, and that would take the Raiders up to nine and a half at minus one twenty. So laying a little bit of juice, but not as much as if you were just bet the games. Yeah, straight I think up that gets you over the magical numbers. That again, I'm trying to think of the AFC games that worked close in, in the year division last year. Yeah, they're 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 hard, right? Because they, even with the Broncos being bad, they were still competitive within division. Now Kansas City blew the doors off us both times. Um, Gus Bradley just refused to change his defensive strategy, and the Chiefs just shredded us. So those games weren't close. But in that Chargers Raiders Broncos group, though they were close games. Kansas City was was a lot better. I'm looking over other plays. Uh, my first parlay. 
I know Nebraska didn't cover, so I didn't look at the rest, but I had three unders. Was the under in the Penn State-Purdue game under 54 and a half? I don't know that off the top you of my head. Florida went to what? <laughs> don't do it also. <laughs> you just don't know no idea. I think I would hit those three unders. I had Mark uh, Notre Dame-Ohio State under 50 and a half. Uh, Utah under in the Penn State under. That Penn State-Purdue game was interesting. I was trying to tell you that they have an 18-year-old from Medina, Ohio that plays okay. on Penn State. Florida and Utah was 29 to 26. Yeah. So that gets you, what, 55? Yeah, that would have been over. I would have lost that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, six foot five, 18 years old, true freshman from Medina, Ohio. Okay. And he only got on the field because a 26-year-old starter had to go in the locker room. 26-year-old starter? Penn State. What is going on six, there? Six years he's been quarterbacking. And what? <laughs> right. But you should see the size of this kid. Is it Matt McGloin? <laughs> no. Wait do you see this kid from Medina. When I say 6'5", he dwarfed the running back next to him, and the helmet looked like it barely fit. He was ginormous. He was like 252, <laughs> six, five, and 18 and growing. So Penn State fans, next year you got a treat coming your way. I couldn't tell you his name, but he's a monster. We like size. <laughs> uh, some uh, player props we threw out. Christian McCaffrey were on. I have For a comeback bet. player of the year? Yep. Yep. Derek Carr, most passing TDs. Love that. Um. Big on some of the other guys. Jahan Dotson. I like Sirianni for Coach of the Year. Swift, Mills, DC, and Amon Saint. Got him all on some futures. Hard Knock sucked you all the way in, huh? I think he's a good receiver. Yeah, and he's a good receiver. Just got to catch that some nine balls to prove it. That too. And I think that's about, about it. We covered week one. I think we did it efficiently as well. Yeah. Didn't spend too much time on the nonsense games that... You know, I'm just going to stay away can't from bet them. All. Can't bet them all. Well, you can't. A certain level of degenerate will and can. They'll find right. a way. Um, we're not there yet. Yeah. And there'll be certain weeks where we're just going to key overs, where we're going to have a lot of overs or a lot of favorites or a lot of dogs. And that's all going to be based off what we saw the following week. It'll take a few weeks yeah. to, to settle into trends. I think uh, once we get that quarter, quarter of the season point, week four, I think we're going to have a pretty good indicator of who's good, who's bad. Yeah, and I think the trouble with sometimes with the college that, you know, I'm fearful that I have to stay away from is is front-loading college to fund the NFL bets. I think that's mm. a bad way to process information. Mm. Gotcha. I thought for sure I would have two or three winners coming out of this weekend to take mm-hmm. over to the NFL. That didn't happen. So, you know, I'm going to be careful. I think with college, I'm just going to try to find two really bad teams against the spread. Mm-hmm. And just bet them exclusively and then don't worry about the other key games, the ones that yeah. get sucked in, the Georgia, Oregon's that you get so vastly wrong. You're like, oh, oh you on 17. Oregon there. It makes so much sense. They traveled so well wow. last year to play Ohio State. Did you know Bo Nix was quarterbacking I Oregon? Did. Now? I mean, there was enough people. And that still like, did it dissuade you. It did when he got picked, and I saw him throw <laughs> it like, to the wrong side of the field. I was like, this guy's just fucking horrible. He's a nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah, that was shockingly bad. And I think. I think if you had to realign it now, mm-hmm. I think it would be Alabama, Georgia, and then Ohio State. Just bet on those or three you teams every week. Georgia, Alabama, because those two outings for, for those two clubs were quite impressive. And uh, Oh, yeah. Rose brought up a good point. Back-to-back Heismans? For Bryce, I could see it. Five um, touchdowns, rush for 100 yards. Boy, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Just surgically, if it, and agree right. that Bama wasn't playing anybody, you but know, the closest betting choice but that's, has been the Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, and he, he had kind of a a kind game. of a struggle Hustle against game. against Notre Dame, who's a good team. Yeah, you know, that's that's still a good, really, really good win for Ohio State. Notre Dame was in that game all the way. Um, I kind of like the kid from Florida, the quarterback from the Gators. He, he put on a pretty special performance, leading them, uh, leading a comeback victory. But yeah, I, I could see. Back to back being, did you being watch a strong possibility. I did not. I did not. Well, let me get you caught up. Seven possessions, seven <laughs> touchdowns. That's how their first seven <laughs> drives went. Did you happen to see <sighs> Bill Narduzzi post pit West Virginia the backyard brawl? Was the best interview ever. No, what did he say? Van Powell takes you immediately like, yeah. off the field. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Coach. Backyard brawl was really know, fun. That was a fun he's game. He's like, you know, how, how much time are you going to take? You know, I, I know that's a tough question to ask. How much time are you going to take for yourself? And Narduzzi went off on ESPN, just ripped ESPN for for getting everything wrong about the pit crowd. And then he went bananas. Like, he'll take zero seconds for himself. The players can take 
a few hours, six or 12 or whatever, but I take zero seconds. I'm going back to work as soon as I take this headset off. This is inexcusable. This is not how we're <laughs> going to play football here at Pitt. I'm like, this miserable prick. He scored 14 points in 47 seconds or something. I'm making that up, but they did go touchdown, pick, touchdown. Uh, it couldn't take an ounce of satisfaction. That is wild. It's like, I take zero seconds. Got so much to clean up. So I conversely, if you go back and look at Georgia, what are you what are you cleaning up? Oh, nothing. But those like college coaches are, are wired so fucking weirdly. They're so high strung and like angry, like Saban and Kirby and, and Brian Kelly looked like he wanted to murder every single one of his players after that LSU game. Like he, he just looked like a psychopath. They're they're wired so bizarrely and so ultra competitive. Like I'm sure they're gonna find something. Like, look, you should have made this block, should have this, should have that. Possessions, seven, seven touchdowns. Touchdowns. Did you see? Arguably, <laughs> we can't just say Oregon. Obviously, I think they drop below the it top sucks, twenty-five. Yeah. You go from seventeen, just drop off the map. You can't. In preseason rankings are dumb. Yeah, you can't come out and just look that bad. Um, no. So, so yeah, and the preseason rankings are, are kind of they're one, they're one of the dumbest things college football does because you really don't know what these teams like. I mean, you know what the good ones are, but like, what are you basing Oregon being the eleventh or seventeenth best team in the country? And really, nothing. Yeah. You know, so it, it doesn't doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, but my favorite college uh, game line was Iowa won seven to three, right? Without scoring a touchdown, two safeties and a field goal. Two safeties and a field goal. You got outpaced by your defense. <laughs> your defense outpaced your O. Lot to clean up there. It takes zero seconds. Now, see that makes sense. I don't think it was like that though. I think I they were geeked about it. Yeah, so, like our defense played great. It was wonderful. Yeah, there'd be so much you couldn't live with an offense. I mean, again, that's something that we Kirk Ferentz fucking sucks. Iowa sucks all year long, right? Because we yeah. could probably get some value. I, I thought Purdue looked really good, so there were some really great college games to start the season, and some not so. So, again, we'll watch the trends. I want to find the bad teams just bet against Miami. Impressed me in. putting up seventy on like Bethune, Bethune Cookman or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, Got to kind of discount some of that. Minus 26 and a half against Southern Miss What's next that week. Appalachian State game go back and forth. I saw they scored like four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, so I'm stupid. And did you know Deion Sanders' kid is playing quarterback for him? Oh, I didn't know that. He made some throws. And <laughs> yeah, that's, I that's, saw some laser throws. That's that Prime's kid. Impressive. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to do a lot of good things for college football. Yeah, for sure. It should be a fun college football season. I'm excited for it. Um, all right, I think that's I think that's all we got. We went over we went over our plays. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back to recap week one next week, and then also preview week two and see uh, see where the dust settles. Yeah, breakfast next Sunday, a little brunch ish. Uh, probably. I don't see why not. Yeah, let's get it started you know. early. You know, all right, gang. Thank you so much again to all the folks that listen and share and follow. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, thanks again, and we'll see everyone after week one. Stay safe, make good decisions. Bye.